welcome to Invested in Climate. Protecting the planet and decarbonizing the global economy is the challenge of our time. We all have a role to play, and the opportunity we face is unprecedented. Invested in Climate aims to help people do more to address climate change through their work, investments, lifestyle, and activism. I'm your host, Jason Rissman. I support a growing community of top climate and ESG leaders as the Chief Experience Officer at Nations Wealth, and I'm an advisor to the climate practice at IDEO. I'm also an investor and startup advisor, and when it comes to climate action, I know I'll be a lifelong learner, always looking to have more impact. If you like what you hear, give us a good rating on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you found us. Sign up for updates and suggest ideas for future episodes at investedinclimate.com. Follow us on social, subscribe, and spread the word. Thanks for joining. It's so efficient, elegant. It's unbelievable. I have the privilege to throw my food waste into the kitchen sink, push a button, and that's it. It turns into energy. And a few minutes later, I'm already cooking my dinner on this gas that's been created from my food waste. Hi, everyone. I love talking about food waste. It's one of the biggest contributors to emissions and something that we all contribute to every day. Reducing how much food goes uneaten is, of course, a big part of the solution. But there will always be organic waste. If it sits in a landfill, it'll emit methane and miss the chance to be reused as a resource. Today's episode focuses on an Israeli startup that sees organic waste as a precious resource. Home Biogas turns waste into fuel on-site to be used for heating and cooking. They're off to the races selling their products for a range of applications, from backyards to hotels, and they're just getting started. We're joined today by Home Biogas's founder, Oshik Efradi, and one of their key investors, Ron Gonin from Closed Loop Partners. We talk about both guests' backgrounds, the challenges and opportunities to create a circular economy, anaerobic digestion, how home biogas turns waste to energy, the opportunity they see, and much more. Here we go. Oshik Efrati, Ron Gonan, welcome to Invested in Climate. It's a pleasure to have you here today. Glad to be here. Great. Where are you both dialing in from? I'm from Israel. Oshik, I'm from Israel. I'm dialed in from our uh, Closed Partners office in New York City. All right. Very good. Well, great to have you here across the time zones. We're here to talk about waste, the potential for converting waste into fuel, and how that can help address climate change. Let's get started with some really quick introductions. Oshik, will you kick us off? We'll have plenty of time to learn about your company. So let's first hear about your background and what led you to launch Home Biogas. I see myself as an inventor. I like to solve problems. And in my background, I develop few products in the area of uh, water, uh, water purification, hydration systems. I'm a biologist in my background. After working in the industry of developing products 11 years ago, 10 years ago, I decided that I want to do something that will actually reduce waste from the world. And I saw an opportunity in the organic waste I've seen that there not enough solutions. I wanted something for my house that I can recycle my organic waste in a very elegant way. And I also had a vision, a mission. I actually traveled three years 
around the world, one here in Africa, one here in South America, Central America, North America, and uh, Europe. So, and actually in my traveling in uh, Africa, I've seen that there is a need for clean energy. At some point, I understood that the waste can become actually the solution. We can actually turn it from a problem to a solution. This is the background. And from there, the vision was to create small-scale biogas system that we can use in our homes. And from there, it grew. And we'll talk about it probably in the interview. Fantastic. Yes, definitely excited to learn more about the company. Ron, over to you. Tell us about your experience in recycling and waste that led you to founding Closed Loop Partners. I started my first recycling program in high school when I uh, ran for student government. And after I was fortunate enough to win that election, a teacher came up to me and said, you know what you could do to make a difference is get rid of all of the plastic utensils in the cafeteria. We should have real silverware and just wash them. And I thought to myself, that's a great idea. I proposed it thinking, wow, I'm going to do something good for the environment and I'm going to accomplish something as my first thing in student government. And it was also my first lesson in politics because the reaction I got from a lot of the students was, that's disgusting. I'm not going to eat off of that utensil that so-and-so ate off of yesterday. So it was a great learning experience, but this was back in the early 90s and I got that done and we got rid of the plastic utensils and replaced them with silverware that we uh, continually reused. And then fast forward a decade later, I was in graduate school in 2002 and founded my first recycling company called Recycle Bank that I ran as the CEO until 2010 and had a, a modest exit from that company. And then I was recruited to joined the Bloomberg administration in New York City, where they created a new role called Deputy Commissioner for Sanitation, Recycling, and Sustainability for me to come in and help reimagine the city sanitation department and launch an organics program, a apparel recycling program, expand the existing recycling program. And then when the Bloomberg administration was over in the end of 2013, beginning of 2014, I launched Closed Loop Partners, which was the first investment firm focused on building the circular economy. And here we are today. Fantastic. Ron, tell us a bit more about Closed Loop. As you know, while I was at IDEO, my team worked closely with yours on the Next Gen Cup and Beyond the Bag programs, two consortium-backed accelerators focused on eliminating single-use plastics. And so I'm aware that Closed Loop is not just a venture investor. Tell us about the firm and the different ways you're working to eliminate really the concept of waste. Closed Loop Partners was founded in 2014 with a focus on building out the circular economy. That means developing supply chains and manufacturing systems where we no longer rely on natural resource extraction to manufacture products or on landfills to dispose of products. We instead focus on manufacturing systems and supply chains where we're using recycled materials or material science to develop new types of materials, advanced product design software to manufacture products using less materials and waste less in the process, and then infrastructure to collect that material, either recycle it or reuse it. That was the focus of the founding of Closed Loop Partners in 2014. 
Fast forward to today, we have three business units. We own an innovation center called the Center for the Circular Economy that worked with IDEO on the Next Gen Cup Challenge, where we work on some of the most challenging bottlenecks where there's no investment solution yet. And we'll generally develop consortiums like we did with you in the Next Gen Cup Challenge amongst all of the industry players or the leading industry players to try to develop a solution for the industry. Then we have a investment firm that has a venture asset class, a credit asset class, and a PE asset class where we'll invest in companies. And then we have a operating business unit where we're the largest shareholder in a company called Circular Services, which today is the largest privately held recycling company in America. Incredible. Thank you, Ron. And your work across the circular economy really offers you a unique perspective on the problem that OSHIC's company is working to solve. So before we get into the specifics of home biogas, tell us a bit about the impact of food waste on climate and why innovative solutions like his are needed. Food waste is arguably the leading driver of GHG emissions in the world. It's definitely top three, but I would make the case that if you add up all of the parts of the production of food, the transportation of food to the location, the amount of food that's wasted, then taking that wasted food and getting it to a landfill or a dump in emerging markets, the production of food and food waste is the largest emitter of GHG emissions globally. We tend to think that the largest is the fossil fuel sector or the transportation sector. And those sectors are large emitters of GHG. But overproduction of food and food waste is a greater emitter of GHG emissions than fossil fuels or the transportation industry. And so from a closed loop partners perspective, we see a huge opportunity both financially and from an impact standpoint to solve the food waste crisis that we see in local municipalities, countries, regions, and the world. Fantastic. Thanks, Ron. Oshik, let's bring you in here. Tell us how you see the problem of food waste and organic waste and really the problems that your company is working to solve. Today, I can say that food waste, in my eyes, is not a problem. It's actually, it's like money. You will not throw money to the garbage. Food waste is a resource. It's a fuel. We have tens of thousands of families that are actually using their food waste as fuel to cook their meal, to heat their water, to light the gardens. I see food waste as something that is a valuable product. This change of perspective is something that each of us can, we all can transform to see waste as a resource. It just, we don't have the right tools. Once we have the right tools, we can still live comfortable life, that we can still use it in the right way. So we will never throw food waste to the trash bin again. Our company mission is to create the right tools for, for make that happen. Great. Let's dive in there and hear about the tools. How is Home Biogas approaching this problem? So Home Biogas is actually a product that you put in your backyard, for example, and you take your food waste, throw it in, and it's actually digesting the food waste. 
and create energy and liquid fertilizer from it. It's a perfect example of circular economy. You take something that you used, the food leftover, you just use them again. Once you throw the food waste into the digester, there is a biologic process that breaks down the organic matter and transforms it into clean gas and liquid fertilizer. With the liquid fertilizer, you can grow more food, you can nourish your garden, and with the gas, you can do whatever. You can cook on it, you can use it for heat your water, to light your garden, to use your barbecue, you can do with it whatever you can do with energy. And today we have a few types of uh, products that are doing exactly that. Turn food waste into energy and liquid fertilizer. And it's important to say that all our product, what makes us unique, the home biogas product are all on site, meaning that you don't need to transfer the food waste from your house or from your restaurant or from your farm to a centralized location. So we are doing everything on site. We treat the food waste on site and we also use the energy on site. It's a standalone unit that can work. In, they are low maintenance, very user-friendly and simple to integrate. Thanks, Oshik. Let's go deeper there and understand the technology that you've developed. I believe it involves anaerobic digestion, and I'm curious, what else makes home biogas's systems possible? The basic of it is anaerobic digestion. Anaerobic digestion is an environment. It works like a stomach. The food waste, all the organic matter, by the way, it's not just food waste. It can be also animal manure, uh, even human waste. Today, we are we are supplying a lot of bio-toilet that, can, uh, that actually treat human waste. It's also organic matter. So the organic matter actually contains a lot of energy in it. It's a good material. Once it goes into the right environment, it accelerates the breakdown of it. And once it breaks down, methane gas is going up. And it's also breakdown to the, all the micronutrients that actually made our vegetables or our food good for us. So anaerobic digestion is an environment lack of oxygen and it also have bacteria, methanogenic bacteria, and there are biologic processes that actually break the food or the organic waste into small, small particles. Some of it is gas and some of it is a micronutrient that actually can be used as liquid fertilizer. This is the anaerobic digestion, but it's not enough. You need to collect the gas, you need to clean the gas, you need to make pressure to deliver it from one side to another. And the home biogas is doing it all. Great. And to be able to do this all on site, I've seen images of these self-contained units. Tell us what's happening in there, aside from the anaerobic digestion that allows you to convert the waste into fuel. We need to understand that it's a product, meaning that it comes in a box. Everything is in the box. So it's easy to install. It doesn't take a lot of space. It doesn't have smell. It's totally sealed. It's very safe. It's today, the highest safety standards today. It stands for the highest safety standards like ISO, like CE. And today it's adopted by international organizations like government, like the UN. We sell this product in over 100 countries today. And yeah, it's a product, 
you take it out of the box, install it, maintenance, low maintenance, easy to use. Great. Thank you, Oshik. Ron, Closed Loop Partners is an investor in home biogas. Tell us about the potential you see. We see home biogas to be a catalytic solution globally. We think it has applications for emerging markets where access to sanitation, clean energy are extremely limited and cause a lot of health and environmental issues and where building the type of sanitation or waste management infrastructure that we have in developed countries would cost hundreds of billions, trillions of dollars. We have the opportunity to solve those health and sanitary and environmental issues with a very affordable and flexible product, which is the home biogas system. Amazing solution for emerging markets. We also see it as a amazing solution for developed markets where in North America today, waste disposal is extremely expensive. Fertilizer is expensive and energy is becoming more expensive and actually less reliable where the grid keeps going down. And therefore we see home biogas as a incredibly catalytic solution for emerging markets, US markets tackling a issue that in many areas is the leading emitter of GHG. Thanks, Ron. Oshik, back to you. Would you add anything to how Ron described the market opportunity? Do you see it differently or is that consistent? The market opportunity is definitely huge. From families in remote areas in Africa, Latin America, and to restaurants, hotels, building apartments, and finally to biotoilet, to toilet, which we all use. So definitely it's all around us. We are creating waste every day and it can be treated. And in terms of a climate impact or environmental impact, are you able to measure what you've been able to accomplish so far and what the potential is for home biogas? Yes, actually in the last two years, we are doing internally an ESG report, an impact report. It's like a financial report, but it measures not the financials, it measures the environmental impact, social impact. And actually the numbers are pretty impressive. If we look at 2022, as a company, we created 880 tons of carbon emissions. And that's including all our drive, flights, production. But actually we took off from the climate 100 24,000 tons of carbon emissions, which is almost double than 2021. And we also, because we are working in, also in developing countries, we work in Africa. So each system that actually is operating there is saving 13 trees every year. So last year we saved 200,000 trees. We measure it and we have a lot of focus on it as a company. Great. And Oshik, you mentioned that your products range from small backyard systems to commercial-grade systems for apartments, restaurants, and hotels. Tell us about your traction and how you're thinking about these different applications and your go-to-market for each. 
So in the beginning, the focus was on actually bringing the solutions to developing countries. And once we got enough experience and knowledge and know-how on how to treat food waste or organic waste on-site, we actually took the mission to bring the solution to places like the U.S., to modern countries. And in the last three years, we are working intensively on creating solutions to restaurants, hotels, multifamily houses, and we have a very unique solutions, very innovative, that soon we will see them first in New York, and probably in the following year we will start to see them in very familiar restaurants, fast food chains, and actually we want to replace existing trash bins in elegant, innovative, modern biogas systems, on-site biogas systems. And so help us understand how that works. Is all of the organic waste from, say, an apartment building or a hotel goes into a home biogas system and it stays there for a bit, it gets treated, and it becomes fuel for cooking and heating. Is that right? So actually, in the next few months, we will install our first biogas system in a multifamily house in New Jersey. The food waste of the, the families that live there, it's more than 300 families in this multifamily house. They will throw their food waste to the ship. And from there, it will actually go to a burger system that will sit next to the normal trash bins. But instead of collecting it and taking it far away for treating it, it will turn it into energy that will hit the water of this multifamily house. So it will save a lot of money on collection and it will also save money on energy. And we definitely will save a lot of carbon emissions to the environment. Incredible. I'm sure that for any real estate developer or builder that is thinking about building more sustainable homes or buildings, this is a really exciting solution. Oshik, you also mentioned toilets. Tell us about the market and what you're able to do with human waste. So the toilet is one of my favorites, and it's also becoming one of our best sellers. So the bio toilet, we call it a bio toilet. It's actually, it looks and feels like a normal toilet, but it takes the human waste and turns it into energy and treats it in a way that it's not polluting the environment anymore. So it's a great solution for places that they have no connection to sewage and places that are still using all methods like, I don't know, just like shit pits or, or places that doesn't have other solutions. The bio toilet is a very, very elegant, cost-effective, quick-to-install, user-friendly method to treat human waste, which is a huge problem. Today, there are, I think, over 2 billion people without a proper rate sanitation solutions. Today, we are doing our second project already. For example, in El Salvador, thousands of bio-toilets for schools and for families that are actually replacing, they call it shit pits, uh, that are polluting the environment, polluting the groundwater, create terrible smells and insects problem. 
and with a biotoilet, low cost construction, no infrastructure needed, quick to install, very, very scalable solution. And today also, actually thousands of people in the US are already using this biotoilet. People that live in tiny houses and live off grid and they don't have a solution for the human waste. So we help them solve this problem. Great. Thank you, Oshek. Ron, let's turn back to you. We've been talking about a range of products and markets that Home Biogas serves. As an investor, what do you see as most critical to the company's success? At this point, execution at scale. I think they've sold enough products globally to know that there's a significant amount of demand and that the solution saves families money helps reduce GHG emissions. I think at this point, it's really a matter about getting to scale and manufacturing efficiency and operational excellence. Oshik, is that how you see it as well? Yeah, this is something that definitely we are, it's a challenge to us. We are growing fast to catch the demand, to supply on time. It's not just supply. We also care about after-sale support. We care about the quality of the product. So, yeah, it's a good problem, but definitely it's a challenge. Oshik, seemingly partnerships are something that's critical for scaling and particularly for growing into new regions and into the commercial space. Tell us about a couple of partnerships that you've developed already and what kind of partners are you looking for now? Partnership for us is a key to success. We believe in partnerships, in long-term relationships. I'll start with, we already have something like 20 distributors worldwide that are working in different countries like Brazil, like Mexico, like Colombia, El Salvador, India, Nepal, Kenya, and more and more. Those strong relationships that we are, we see them as our partners and they are helping us to bring our solutions to their regions. And we also create partnerships with companies, leading companies, And one or two examples are in the U.S., we have partnership with Insincrator that are the largest suppliers of like InSync disposer. And together with them, we are working to create a solution that actually the biogas system will connect to the kitchen grinder. By the way, I'm using it already in my home. It's so elegant solution. It's so efficient, elegant. It's unbelievable. I have the privilege to throw my food waste into the kitchen sink, push a button, and that's it. It turns into energy. And a few minutes later, I'm already cooking my dinner on this gas that's been created from my food waste. So this is one example for partnership that is active, and I believe it will grow. Another partnership that we have in the U.S. is with RIM. RIM is one of the largest suppliers of water heaters, boilers, and we are working together with them to create water heaters, boilers, that will use the biogas to heat the water of the house. Our biggest partner is the closed loop that, as I see them, they are definitely pushing, transforming the U.S. economy into circular economy. And not only in the U.S., also they are 
a very good example on how to do it economically and efficiently. Oshik, I want to rewind a bit into learning about the residential market in the U.S., where there's actually a really strong push to electrify everything, to move from gas appliances for heating and cooking to electric ones. And what you're describing is potentially a solution to use biogas produced from waste in the home. Is it enough uh, for normal residential buildings and for families to be able to use their own waste to cook and heat with? Or do you see that the future is really a mix of organic waste fuel and electricity? Yes, in some places, in most of the places that we work, they're still using the gas for cooking. But we definitely look and learn and understand that we need other applications to use the gas in a modern communities. This is why we are working. We already have some solutions to heat the water, to use the gas for heating water, for showers, for other uses. Some places we can also transform it into electricity or lightning. But definitely we are constantly working to create solutions applications on how to use the energy efficiently. Anaerobic digestion is something that's really taking off in the United States in different levels. So there's a number of companies building large-scale anaerobic digesters. There's a number of municipalities that have anaerobic digesters at their wastewater treatment facilities and are trying to figure out how to take post-consumer food waste into those anaerobic digesters. And then you have home biogas that's building small-scale distributed anaerobic digesters. It's actually very similar to the solar industry in that you've got an industry where there's massive solar farms. There's an industry where you've got solar on the roofs of massive buildings, and you've got solar on homes. And I think you're seeing the same thing develop in the anaerobic digestion industry because similar to what Oshik mentioned earlier, food waste is a massively valuable resource. It can be turned into both energy and fertilizer. It's insane that we pay today to just drive it to a hole and throw it into a hole. And while there is this major movement towards electrification, and I think that's really important, at the same time, there's going to be this clean, renewable gas that's going to be generated in major cities via either large-scale anaerobic digestion, small-scale anaerobic digestion, like home biogas, most likely a combination of the two. And as our energy system in the U.S. develops, I think you'll see a combination of electrification via hydro, solar, and wind, as well as the use of renewable natural gas via things like anaerobic digestion that's using food waste and biological waste produced locally. Thank you, Ron. Really helpful to clarify that. Let's look to the future now. Oshik, curious, what did the next few years hold for you? What are you hoping to accomplish both from a business perspective and from an impact perspective? I see two major things. One, that we will continue to grow and get to more and more families in developing countries that I see it as a personal mission and a company mission. And it is growing in Africa and Southeast Asia and Latin America. One of the biggest challenge and the main goal, and I think the most impactful, is to succeed to bring our solution 
to the US, to Europe, to places that are already, they live very comfortable life. And we actually compete with solutions that are old, like collecting the waste to a landfill. So we are going to bring solutions that are much more elegant, much more economical, much more environmental friendly. And our goal is actually disrupt the industry, this waste management industry of, of taking food waste from one place to a very, very remote place and to bring those solutions to restaurants, to hotels, to modern places and to make it the new way, the new way on how to treat your waste, to make everybody understand that waste is a fuel, to make everybody understand that it's just doesn't make sense to throw food waste into a trash bin. Thank you, Oshek. Ron, back to you. We've gone deep into the opportunity of converting organic waste into fuel, but of course, it's one of many types of waste that you're thinking about. How does this space compare to other circular economy verticals in terms of its challenges and complexity? It's the most important from the standpoint that organics is the largest part of the waste stream in the United States. Organics represents about 45% of the total waste stream. To give you a sense of an order of magnitude, plastics represents about 10% of the waste stream. So while we're constantly reading about this plastic waste issue, and it is a big issue that needs to be solved, and we have a division within Closely Partners that all it focuses on is plastics, it's a massive issue. It's only a quarter of the size of the food waste issue, but the food waste issue only gets maybe a tenth or less of the attention. So we see food waste as a huge investment opportunity and need from a environmental solution standpoint. Ron, let's go deeper into that opportunity and need. Solutions like home biogas are particularly elegant in their circularity, but of course, it's just part of the solution. What else do you see as needed for realizing the ambitious dream of a circular economy for food? When it comes to food waste, I don't think there's going to be one solution out there that eliminates all food waste. There's so much food waste that we're going to need a diversified set of solutions starting with technologies and systems that actually reduce food waste. That starts at the production level and making sure that we understand how much we actually need to produce. We overproduce way too much food today. And then it moves to the harvesting and transportation of that food and making sure that there's no spoilage. Logistics today globally is actually very inefficient. If you go to a lot of shipping docks around the world, you'll open up a crate on the dock where it's 100 degrees outside and it'll be a crate of peaches that are spoiling because they're sitting on the dock. If you go into the actual warehouse where it's air conditioned and you open up a crate, there'll be a bunch of books in the crate. That just gives you a sense of the inefficiency that exists today. That's getting solved through artificial intelligence, better technologies that can actually track what's moving around. So you have to start with 
making sure that you're producing the most efficient amount. And then that amount that gets produced, you have to make sure it's not getting spoiled along the way. And then you have the production of food in restaurants, for instance, and making sure that you're not overproducing the amount that needs to go on a plate or in a supermarket. There's a huge amount of food that gets wasted in supermarkets in places where there's lots of people who go hungry the same day. We need to eliminate that node. And then there's invariably going to still be food waste at the end of the day from homes, offices, restaurants, and we need solutions for that. And that's generally going to be the largest part of the problem. And there, the more you can solve it on a distributed level, the better from a cost standpoint and environmental standpoint, because you eliminate the truck. Food waste is heavy. It takes up a lot of space in a truck. You can pick it up and you can take it to a big compost facility. You can pick it up and take it to a big anaerobic digester facility. We're big supporters of those solutions as well, but they require a big, heavy, polluting truck. And when you can implement solutions like home biogas on site, you get a much more cost-effective solution and a solution that's much better for the environment. Thank you, Ron. Oshik, we'll give you the final word here. What else do you see as needed to build a more circular economy? I see a good example on how to tackle climate change in what we have in the pandemic, in the corona. It's not enough that one country or one city is doing something. It's something that the awareness at some point countries, cities, municipalities will understand that we all need to work together. And also the awareness of families, of consumers, of how to educate our kids. We all need to work together and we all need to do something. In simple actions, we can actually make a huge difference. My kids know that our energy is coming from food waste. They just know that they will never throw banana peels to the garbage. They recognize it as something else. I think once we will all understand that in simple actions, we can make a huge difference and there will be available tools. So everything will change. This is what will make circular economy. There will not be circular economy. This will be the economy. There will not need to be to call it circular economy. This will be normal economy. A great note to end on. Thank you, Oshik and Ron, for the work that you're doing and for your time today. All right. Thanks so much for having us and look forward to hearing this and other podcasts that you have. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Invested in Climate. Please remember to rate us on Apple, Spotify, or Google. Find show notes, sign up for updates, get in touch, and visualize your climate action at investedinclimate.com. This podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only and does not constitute financial, accounting, or legal advice. Thanks again.